Welcome to the Standing Out in Ohio podcast, where we discuss topics, upcoming events, news, and predictions with real estate professionals and entrepreneurs. Listen and learn what makes their companies and themselves stand out and gain advantages over the competition and gain market share. Subscribe for the latest news and discussion on what it takes to stand out from the crowd. Now, here's your host, Jim. Hello, everybody. This is Jim Troth with the Standing Out in Ohio podcast. With me is the office goddess, Laura. Hi, everyone. All right. So there are things that people think home inspectors can do or they do as part of the home inspection that we don't. Right. And it's going to be important for you to know this because we, we still get questions from uh, buyers about certain things. About, like, yeah. Like, no, that's we, we can't do that. Or that's, I don't know. Is what we, what you tell me. I don't know what that is. You gotta have a surveyor. So we'll look that up and we'll discuss. There's like, there's several things, but first, let's listen to this. Habitation investigation is the way to go for a home inspection in Ohio. Trusted licensed home inspectors for your needs from radon to mold to warranties. For a great home inspection, you really can't go wrong. Visit home inspections in Ohio.com. Okay, Laura. First of all, Yes. We do not pass or fail a home. No, there. It, and I, to this day, I still get people asking whether or not the home passed, or an agent going, "Well, hey, did it pass?" Yeah, I, agents I don't know. should know that. No, like I still get it from agents. There is no now, pass or fail. No, it's like the, because well, this passing, is what it is. passing or failing indicates that. There is a specific set of criteria that this house has to meet. And that's not true because each client has their own skill set, their own relatives, their own friends that have their own skill sets. Yep. And we have no clue what that is. So when we come in, here's the condition of the house. You make the decision. Here's your written report or one that's internet. You have your have things that write right. that way. So we do not pass or fail a house. No. And any inspector that says that is wrong. Yeah, no, no, no. Nor do we tell people they should buy a house or not. And any inspector never, that does yeah. that is wrong. If any inspector tells somebody not to buy a house or that they definitely should buy the house, you should get rid of them. Now, I, we, I will tell people, they'll ask, how the house go? I will say, I saw no tragedies or anything that should, should you know, person would, would be a big issue. Right. But I'm not telling them to buy or not to buy. All right, the next thing, home inspectors do not determine the value of a property. We do not know property values. Right. Same day, the same inspector can inspect two houses, very much the same, like, design and size. They can be completely different price points because we can go from Dublin to way out in the boonies, we can do Upper Arlington to Indian Lake all in the same day. Totally different price points because of different areas. So we have nothing to do with the value of a house. No. Because we'll have people like ask, hey, is this, you think this is worth this much? I don't know. We, we don't ask that. We also cannot guarantee if more repairs are needed. 
my first thought on this one is often we'll see a deck that's not attached correctly to the house, the ledger board. Probably, you know, like no, no lag bolts, no flashing above the ledger board. Maybe the siding is not cut away when the ledger board attaches. A whole bunch of things that they can screw up on this. We cannot guarantee that more repairs that are concealed behind that ledger board are needed. We can't do that. We cannot, we don't have x-ray visions. We can't, we cannot see what's behind the wall. Now I will say if I could hire Superman, I would happily do that and then it wouldn't be an issue. But until that happens, we can't do Correct. that. Correct, yep. So we also cannot act as a contractor. And I think most agents do know this. You may want to explain to your buyers as well that no, the home inspector is not going to, they should not offer to come back and fix things. Now, I have heard of some recently that have started doing that again. Really? Yeah. I can't remember where it was. Are they doing it underneath the guise of a different company? I don't remember. I would be careful of that because some. I, yeah. There was a home inspector that was off, on his business card just like two years ago offering to uh, one side was home inspection, the other side of his card was home repairs. And according to state law, that is illegal. As a home inspection inspector or company or what have you, it has to be a minimum of a year before you can do any work for a house that you have inspected. Correct. Now, another thing, the outline the property boundaries. We do not know property lines. We don't do that. That is something that you need to hire a surveyor or if it's in your neighborhood, just look at the neighbors and where they're cutting the grass. Just use that. De- default to that. Yeah, default to that. That's going to tell you the boundaries. Where they stop mowing is probably your yard. And if they're mowing a little bit in your yard, congratulations, they're mowing a little bit in the yard for you. That's Can I nice. have that neighbor? <laughs> leach fields. Measuring leach fields and septic systems oh, yeah. and wells and whatever that other, the septic tank. Because we've had that asked before, and that was just... Well, that was from a pain in the ass... Lender. Lender, who demanded that they had to know the distance of the leach field and the well and the septic tank from the house, despite being totally okay and approved by the city, or the town is in. Or county. County, yeah. It was already approved. Grandfathered in. It was Grandfathered fine. in with a letter. Nope. For some reason, they had a heart on it. They didn't know this distance. They wanted us to do it. I'm like, no, we're not... We're not going to be digging through the yard trying to find this leach field for you because it's just some wind. Well, the house was built in like 1900 or before. It's not like that it was something that you could look at the grass and have it easily observed. No, you would have to dig up. The, yeah, at this point, it would have to be dug up. Which, if you're digging in, you're a danger. Chance you to could, make yeah. gamers the leach field line. Like, no, we're not doing that. that that's outside of the scope of all inspection. Moving heavy furniture, that's something inspectors are not going to be doing. They're not required to do it, and most likely they should not move it, especially if it's anything heavy. No. The, the seller is supposed to move things themselves, move their stuff out of the way so the home inspector has full access to get into, um, you know, set crawl space, to look at the attic space. You yeah, don't stack all your stuff underneath the crawl, the attic access. Um, Make sure to move it. If you know that you've got a home inspection coming up, put stuff in the middle of the floor and make sure you've got access to the walls, to the crawl space, to the um, electrical panel, to the attics, all of that stuff. Because otherwise we'll have to come back out. And 
why bother? If we're already there once and we're disrupting your life, just let it be a one and done. Yeah. Uh, locked doors. We're not going to pick pick the lock to get into the door. If it's locked, we're not going in. The seller needs to make sure we have access to all that. No, could you imagine going into that one house like years ago? We, we did an inspection years ago. This client called and I got approval to do the home inspection, but the listing agent said, well, you can't go into this room. It will be locked. So I relay that to the client who's like, oh, heck no, I'm not buying this house unless I can see in that room. So two weeks later, we're given permission to be able to do the whole house. Yeah, the inspection got, got delayed. The inspection got delayed for a couple of weeks. Almost canceled. Right. Almost canceled by the buyer. Come to find out when we're doing the inspection that the reason why he didn't want anyone in there was because the guy was a herpetologist and he had rows upon rows of snakes in that room that was climate controlled and he didn't want any of his babies to get sick because of the cold air coming in. So I would not want to walk into a room. Yeah, you'd have freaked out. <laughs> Open the, oh, pick that lock, get inside, then there's a snake, a python, like, like staring at you. Even though he's not like, no, like no. cage. I, I would have had would that initial jump, but no, I wouldn't have been yeah, happy. So, I would prefer snakes to, to rats, though. So the door's locked. We can't get in there. Somebody needs to come open that up before we even get there to the right. inspection. Now, we're also, we're not required to climb on steep, steep uh, or very Roof. high, precarious roofs. And that just makes common sense. It's a safety thing. There's only, everybody has a different we're level human. of comfort right. level. Think about what you would be comfortable doing. And would you be comfortable getting up there to work on the roof or would you hire somebody and then yeah, put well, that down the line? Why is to, a homeless person going to risk his life for, for a couple hundred dollars? Go, yeah, no, no. We have, why, we why have special cameras to look at the roof so we can't yes. get on there. We have specialized cameras so we can see up there. Now, especially do not look at solar systems, like solar power systems. Right. We don't look at those things. That's outside the scope. You would best thing to hire like a, a solar, solar engineer. Yeah, or so, like a solar company that installs those things. Or the company that installed them to come out and have them take a peek at it and yep. see if anything's changed. Yep. So we don't do anything with the solar. Now, environmental hazards, that's outside the scope of a home inspection. Yep. And I'm going to put down, so unless they really request like a VOC testing or mold testing, that's not part of the inspection. Right. And that has to be specifically requested. Or, you know, and not like many homeless factors do all the stuff we do. Most people right. do not do the VOC testing. They don't do the, the mold the testing, mold testing or the formaldehyde testing. Yes, we can do all that stuff in addition to the homeless factors. But environmental hazards, I'm also going to kind of lump in uh, mice, mice, pests. rodents, pests, other than the, you know, the wood destroying insects, which we're licensed for. Most whole, actually, yeah. I would say almost every home inspector is not licensed to do pest inspection. You need a special license for that in the state of Ohio. And we don't have that. We could, and we wouldn't do this. If we see it, we would note it. But of course, it's not a full inspection of for pests. But we could legally see a pile of dead rats in the kitchen or basement, walk over it, not mention it, and we'd still be legal and inspecting within the scope of the home inspection. And because I'm still identifying out. rodents is beyond the scope of the home inspection. Yes. So if somebody is concerned about rodents or environmental hazards, 
they need talk to contact to us. the company. Well, talk to us. We can arrange for a pest inspection company to come do the inspection while we're there, and they can look for these mice, bugs. They can look for that stuff. Raccoons, bats. Raccoons, yeah. Snakes. I've seen snakes and ceiling tiles. Crawl spaces. What What was that one snake that you found in an attic? Wasn't that Urbana? It was like a six foot dried snake. Oh, no, it was more like four foot, four feet. But it was it was all dried, desiccated. Yeah. It was mummified. It was yeah. If, if if you find snakes up in an attic, they're up there for the mice. Just telling you, that's why they're going up there because there's mice up there. So environmental hazards, not part of the, the normal inspection. We don't check behind the insulation where it's beyond the standards to move insulation out of the way. Can you imagine how long it would take to pick up all the insulation move, and put it back or yeah, break in the attic it? Space, yeah, to move all that insulation and then put it back. And what if you didn't put it back all the way? What if you disturbed the wire that was loose? Now you got now a you've hazard. got a hazard. Yeah. Nope. Well, and, and all, they're not they're not required to do that. Now I I have if I see some like uh, fiberglass bat insulation. I'm like, how thick is that? It looks smashed in this area, but other areas not smashed. I will pick it up and see what our rate the company gave it on the on the one piece, and I can look at the other and go, okay, that they all look about the same the size. Same. Yeah, and it helps me get the insulation rating in the house. Now that having been said, though, that also means that we're not picking up insulation. We can't see little mouse trails or mice poop. We can't see any difference in wires or anything like that that would be covered by the insulation we can't see because once again i haven't been able to hire clark kent as an inspector correct now now this here seems obvious to me but some people need things explained if an appliance doesn't work or doesn't have power to it we can't test it Oh, what, we don't bring generators in the back of our cars no, and just plug not, stuff into we it? We do not bring generators. We do not. Oh. Like, there's, there's one of the most common. There's somebody did a flip on a house. They have a cook stove or a dishwasher, and they never powered it up. There's no, it's not finished the installation. No, I can't. I can't test that. No. no nobody it, can test that. It needs installed. It needs installed. They run the wire up so you get power to it. So we, if it's not operating, we, we can't test it. That's just, this is the way it goes. And then the last thing here is we cannot advise you about the longevity. Like, we cannot guarantee you, oh, that furnace is going to last you another seven Six years. Six years, two months, and three days. Yep, we cannot do that. We can give the age of it. And the estimated range that that type of model lasts but we can't that tell lasts. you how yeah. long that will last. Like traditional shingles, the three tab, <laughs> 20 years. You can estimate about 20 years. It kind of, there's, there's variation in that. It depends on how, uh, the color of it. If it's black shingles, they're going to get a lot hotter. They'll absorb more of the sun. Not last energy. as long. They'll, they'll heat up. They won't last as long. So you get light colored ones, that's better. Uh, the ventilation as well can affect longevity. So we don't, we cannot predict longevity. But we can tell you, hey, this furnace is 22 years old. It is a little older than you would normally expect one to last. But you may want to start budgeting for said furnace in but, case it should break down. And that down. just makes sense. That makes sense. When our water here was getting old, remember that? We started budgeting. It's like, oh, all right, water's getting old. Laura, why don't you see if you keep an eye for any sales from Home Depot or Lowe's for, for water? So we're going to need one. And if a good sale comes up, 
let's jump on it. Now, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Um, and then appliances, kitchen appliances. I don't know. I, I've seen, I've, I've seen like the newer ones, like last about 10, 15 years, something like that. But I expected, I looked at the house the other day, built in the 50s. I swear to God, that appliance, those appliances in the kitchen are original. And they worked. Like, so, all right. This I is, think some of the, the appliances, like the, from back then, are really cool. Like the Ruth, Rutherford B. Hayes house that we looked at. And like that whole cool setup in the, in the kitchen? kitchen where they had the warming plates and yeah, like the, yeah. It, we 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 did you know what? Hold on, we'll do another episode. We should do <laughs> cool places we we've inspected. Oh yeah, that sounds awesome. We and, could do that. Yes, Some of the historical. Actually, we'll do the historical places that we've done. Yes. So we we'll do it for how uh, historic historical, historical society. Yeah. yeah. So we will do that. So anyway, that's it. Those that's a list of things that home inspectors do not do. Some of the things they're not allowed legally allowed to, but most of them it's just like no, that's just outside of the standards. Now, if you want to pay inspectors to move insulation, I'm sure you could probably find an inspector that would do that. I guarantee you're going to pay for his time because you're talking hours just in that attic space doing right. that stuff. So I would, I, I would not want to do it. No, I wouldn't. Well, do imagine that. that the heat. First of all, it's going to be dangerous. They're doing it during the summer. It's hot there. It's going to be dangerous. They're going to have to wear uh, PPE because they're going to be all that dust, dust and, from the fiberglass or... Yep. Potential or asbestos insulation. Yeah, if it's a vermiculite, which has potential. Not guaranteed it has Nope, it's got potential. It. So anyway, that's it. Everybody have a great week. Take care and thank you. Bye-bye. Bye, everyone. You've been listening to the Standing Out in Ohio podcast. Be sure to subscribe on Spotify or Google Podcasts to get new, fresh episodes. For more, please follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, or visit the website of the best Ohio home inspection company at homeinspectionsinohio.com or jimtroff.com. That's J-I-M-T-R-O-T-H, and click on podcast. Until next time, learn and go do stuff. Mm-hmm.